Hello. Hello. You look real nice today. Oh, thank you. I like your your hoodie. Yeah, it's a, it's a vintage drip hoodie, actually. Nice. We did this this run, uh, yeah, it was like shortly after we were acquired, and I've always liked this sweatshirt. It's the old logo, too. It is, yeah. So now it's super vintage. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I uh, I was in Vermont this weekend, which was, I, my, I have an aunt that lives up there in the mountains, and it was very relaxing. I went up there with my quartet. Uh, it was almost too relaxing. Uh-oh. Like when it's cold, <laughs> there's just not that much to do. Right. And so we did a lot of like sitting around by the fire and mm-hmm. like eating and drinking. And it's like, ah, I don't need that many days of this. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I'm in the middle of some of a phase where like there's a lot happening with work or whatever. I I need those types of breaks, but I need them in smaller doses than maybe other times where I'm more in the mindset of like, let's take a bunch of time and relax. You know? Yeah. It was kind of nice to, to disconnect from everything. The weekend before I had worked over the weekend a good bit. So it was kind of nice to just chill for a little bit. But yeah, I don't need that much of that like you. Yep. Yep. Is it cold where you're at? We're in the middle of our polar vortex. Uh, it's not right as now. cold. It's almost 30 here. Okay. Yeah, it's almost 30 below here. So. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Is that why I literally see skis in the background of the shot right now? Uh, oh, yeah. That was not intentional. But yes, I... Um I mean, it's too cold to ski for sure, but uh, <laughs> it'll be up to it'll be up to thirty seven. So that's like a I don't know sixty seventy degree swing almost. Oh, wow, um, that's crazy by the weekend. So yeah, well, stay warm. I know. Even for Minnesota, it's this is like this is kind of people are kind of freaking out. You know, cl- schools are closed. Uh, a bunch of wow. like grocery stores are just like not open today. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, don't die. No, I'll try not to. Stay inside, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's so cold that if your heat went out, you're in trouble. Like you got to do something about it. Like you got to go somewhere. I got a you know an email from the building I live in. Luckily, it's a it's a newer building. It's like you know has new new heating heating units and stuff. But still, they're like have a backup plan, have a plan B just in case you know. And they're like keep your heat up at a certain level because if it drops too low, then it could be hard to like get your heat back up just because there's so much cold air hitting the windows. Yeah, wow. it's pretty crazy. Okay. Well, we talked about the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always have this voice in my head when we're doing the like, like the catch up. Or like, are people just skipping this? Is this like boring or is it, you know? Tweet at us. Tell us if this is boring. I don't I, know. One guy told me this one time. He was like, I don't like that part. It's not good. And so I always have that voice in my head, but I don't know. Yeah. We could just start talking about work right off the bat. We could, but I don't know. We're human. Let me catch up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Let us talk. Come on. Jeez, people trying to talk with my friend derek here Mm -hmm. all right so let's talk about work all right (laughs) all right so i did a a fun thing this morning i've sort of always thought that as far as like hard workers go i am not remarkable like i think i am maybe a little bit above average in like direction like choosing strategy and, and picking what to work on and then like probably average or maybe a little bit below average on like actual just like horsepower of like making myself show up and just put in a bunch of time and so those have like averaged together to be like seemingly good enough most of the time. Uh, but I've never been like super impressed with my own ability, particularly on just like the show up and get stuff done part. I came across this site and service that uh, I found kind of intriguing and I tried it and I have an experience report. So there's this company called Ultra Working and they run this thing called a The Work Gym. And so what it is, is this morning, starting at 7 a.m., I jumped on a Zoom call with like 20 other people that are all there like with work to do. 
and there's a moderator and you do kind of like pomodoros they call them cycles but you do 30 minutes on and then 10 minutes off for four hours and like during the breaks the moderator would ask answer questions or like review people's so they, they have a um this pretty nice spreadsheet that they give you which is like all right here's how you plan the next cycle and what you're going to get done and then like afterwards like you rate like what was your energy level like what's your motivation like and generates these like pretty graphs and things like that and i found it like really really satisfying like i got a bunch of stuff done this morning that i had been meaning to get done for a while and just kept like saying like oh yeah i gotta get that pull request done and like i had by the end of it like three really legit meaty prs done and inbox zero and had like take, knocked off a couple of little other things wow yeah you're like sitting on a call the whole time while you're mm-hmm. working yeah and so like the moderator would be like all right it's uh 7 we're getting started right now i'll give you a two minute warning 28 minutes from now uh good luck go get at it and like then just mute themselves and we, everyone would just would work get stuff done and then like all right two minute warning find a good place to like a good place to stop and then if they, okay the time's up uh you have 10 minutes feel free to go do what you want to do uh, if you want to stick around i'm going to be offering tips on this or answering questions and whatnot and so it wasn't like anything like revolutionary but i had like actually just pitched this idea like, without knowing this was a thing to, to adam the other day like like basically the same idea and then i like found it somewhere else i was like oh good someone's already doing this i'll just sign up for it <laughs> interesting you just like literally just searched around for this and found it on the google machine <laughs> no like by pure oh. chance um i had signed up for someone's mailing list who knows when don't even remember but i got an email from this person and like they're like here's how i'm planning my next month and i was like oh, this is it. i love this like productivity analysis crap and then i was reading through and like oh by the way like we're running this thing called the work gym and it's cheaper right now if you sign up and i was like oh that is literally what i want and so i tried it and i also just like i enjoyed the hardcoreness of it like just getting up early like i usually get up at like 8 20 or something and today i get up at like 6 20 because i wanted to get some coffee and get some stuff done and so like by 11 the session wrapped up and it's like if i got basically nothing else done today this was a good day huh interesting how often do people do this is this like a daily thing that people do or i don't know like the people that are running the company ultra working are clearly pretty hardcore so like i think they're doing this constantly after the end of this one today i signed up for the one tomorrow just because i was like this was great this is like what i need right now and for me this kind of thing always has a half-life like it never works for that long (laughs) eventually i'm just like oh yeah i'm over this whatever now like my, my latest productivity hack is never permanent or even close so like i'm embracing that and trying to like take advantage of it as much as possible while it still feels fresh and effective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we'll see how many of these i can string together huh all right did did you find you like enjoyed your time working or did it feel didn't totally. feel stressful okay no it didn't feel stressful and like i think some of that is like the breaking it down into like things you are pretty sure you can accomplish in the, the next 30 minute block i would kind of intentionally under plan a little, or like uh, try to bite off a little bit where i was like okay i think i can get this whole pr done but let, let me just say like i'm just going to get like the tests and the model written for this bit or whatever uh, and so like most of my work cycles i got everything done that i wanted to and then had time to do a little bit more and like there's just this nice this really nice thing which is like you finish the cycle and it's like okay like rate did you complete the target what was noteworthy were there any distractions what do you want to improve for the next cycle And then you plan the next one. What are you going to accomplish? How will you start? Are there hazards present? And there was just like this nice, like, got into like a really nice rhythm. And I think that like introspective, what what should you be doing and why is really valuable. So like, I feel like it helped me on kind of both those fronts, like the strategic and also just like the show up and like, okay, now now let's just crank. Let's go. And there were a couple of times where I I forgot I was on the call. And then the person would be like, all right, two minute warning. I'd be like, oh yeah, we're still doing this. 
it was a little bit like having a trainer. It's just like at the gym, like work and they're like, all right, stop. Now take a break. And they're like, all right, we're getting started again in two minutes. Get ready. Like make sure you're all set for the next cycle. And it was just, it, it felt really good. Yeah, there is something nice about, especially if you're like trying to form a new habit or change the way that you work. Like I could see this being beneficial, at least for like a a period of time where you don't want to be thinking about kind of the administrative end of organizing your work. And someone sounds like someone's kind of doing that for you and hurting you in the right direction so that you can just focus on your task right and that seems like a kind of the benefit of this model yeah and like the beginning like there's like a prepare phase where we spent like 10 minutes being like what are you trying to accomplish why is this important and valuable how will you know that it's complete are there risks for distractions or hazards or things like that and just taking a few minutes for those questions was i found pretty useful and so like i originally i came with a a list of things i I was going to do and i i changed the order a bit after writing that up because it's like okay, the reason this is valuable is this. And so actually I should prioritize the first couple things as opposed to these these other things. There's no way I would have gotten up at 6.30 this morning uh, without like an appointment basically on my calendar. So that was great too. Nice. Do you you think this kind of thing would work for like if you're doing a really creative task that may require like multiple hours of thinking or is this better for like more bite-sized administrative type tasks i'm not totally sure i'm gonna do it tomorrow and one thing that i have on my list is like doing some design work for like an invite acceptance flow for tuple i might just try to like have steve do that or something but i might just like try to devote a day to it like a morning to it and see if i can get somewhere and so i think it would require probably a little bit more work to define the work up front and be like okay what can i get done in 30 minutes that's not amorphous like do the design it could be like sketch three different ideas for the layout for the page and you know pick one that kind of thing and so like i think there's probably a lot of value into taking something that feels like amorphous creative work and breaking it down into little steps Mm -hmm. i will often find that the days where i'm doing something amorphous and creative sometimes i come out at the end of the day with something that i feel like is a good deliverable or whatever but those days i often feel irritable by the end because it's just been this thing where i'm not getting those those small wins in and feeling like i'm checking things off it's just like this big big thing and it's like is it done i don't know because that's that's purely subjective am i satisfied with how this thing looks or functions i don't know i don't really know yet and so sometimes i can leave the day feeling like i wasn't very productive or something like that even though you can't avoid some of that you just have to slog through it that's kind of interesting to still think about applying that bite-sized mentality to it yeah and and like being asked after each cycle like did you get the thing done like there's like yes no or like half were the answers in there the the options it kind of forces you to define a thing that you can answer that for and that seems really useful to me actually that's like my motivation was high the whole time because it was like all right i defined a thing and then i did the thing and even when i didn't quite finish it it it's like okay i'm gonna finish it this next cycle i know this is like close and it just like felt like i was like here's a win here's another win here's another win i just like felt really really solid yeah cool yeah so by the way they give out this spreadsheet for free and it's clearly like you know lead gen for them um, but if you want to get the template for the work cycles it's at ultraworking.com cycles and so if you just want to try out the like that technique of defining the work you can just do that on your own but i will say i think the the class was was worth it i enjoyed it nice yeah so that's working that's my morning i am now wiped out though because i'm not used to getting this early so now i feel real tired 
Um, yeah. So maybe a nap this afternoon. <laughs> yes, that's I'm going to try to make that happen for sure. Are you going to modify like you're going to go to bed earlier tonight so that you can do it again tomorrow better? I'm going to try. It's hard for yeah. me to go to bed super early. Like it's it's not my natural rhythm, but uh, I mean, I'll be more tired tonight than usual. So we'll see. Part of me feels like if I could just do this, like I could, I could tough it out a couple times a week kind of thing, like when I have a lot to do and it's like a, a good morning for it. So I don't know if this could be like a, a lifestyle for me. And again, like I know it won't work forever, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm curious. Okay. Yeah. So in terms of like general tuple stuff, we're hitting like a, an interesting milestone in my head, which is uh, soon with the deployment of some of the PRs I made today, we will no longer have a global list of online users. <laughs> okay. Nice. Which yeah. Is, it's the end of an era. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I feel like this is kind of like a, maybe a good example of being pragmatic and choosing what to ship when. Or like in the beginning, it was like, okay, how are we going to like have a friends list and filter that and all this stuff? And I was like, we're not, we're just going to return everyone. And I was like, you know what? That's going to work totally fine. And when it doesn't, we'll fix it. I feel really good that like we, we didn't worry about that until we had a better sense of who was joining and what they wanted and when we could do this. And like, we started getting like, eyebrows raised at this thing we're like we would sign up a team of people and they'd be like there's other people on our list and we're like yeah we got to change that and it wasn't until it was kind of like you know uh, close to a problem that it was that we decided it's time to prioritize that that's sort of like a small example of a larger strategy that has worked well for me of like shipping just in time yeah i like that i have a i have a similar case of that where i've intentionally not built any billing logic into the back end of level yet in the the conversations I had over the last week, it became clear that a lot of people are probably going to end up like spinning up multiple level teams, whether it's like, you know, I need to interface with with this subset of the business or some external clients or something. And rather than try to do like private channels or guests or something like that, it's just easier to like, oh, just spin up a, a second level team and everything in there is kind of a sandbox for that group of people. I was originally envisioning like each team was its own billing unit and you would pay for seats on each team. But now if a company is going to have multiple teams set up as kind of a permissions barrier, it makes more sense to have like kind of a billing unit sit on top of teams and then deduplicate the the unique number of users who are invited to all those collective teams. That would be very painful to like change after the fact. And if I had built a bunch of billing stuff, it would be like, ah, now I got to rewind all this legacy. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's another great example. I, I'm, I'm actually having the same kind of modeling f- debate in my head right now, because like right now a team is the same as a company. Like that's just what that, that's kind of like effectively, that's what it is. But we actually already have, I'm in talks with multiple companies that are uh, where I'm talking to multiple teams. Like they're big enough that like I'm talking to different parts of the company simultaneously. And so it's like, okay, well, like we're not just going to have one big team called whatever. It's like, there's a parent thing like organization or something. And there's multiple teams inside that, I think. Yeah. But it's nice to not worry about it until you really need it. So I'm not worrying about it. Yep. (laughs) It's had like a nice mix of sales calls and onboarding calls, like starting people on trials. Um, I'm trying something with someone who's starting a trial this week where I'm just, there's six people total, but I'm onboarding two of them. And then uh, the rest will kind of get a onboarding sequence. And hopefully just like the, the knowledge they need will spread out from the original two nodes seems reasonable seems like it is that partially because it's just time consuming to onboard people and or is it a lack of interest in getting the kind of the demo from you from those team members um it's partially time for sure i'd say that's probably the biggest thing is that like half a dozen 
onboarding calls is a substantial chunk of time. I think there's value in building the rapport of doing the call with people. And there's also value in being able to like spin up a team of 20 and not needing to schedule 20 calls. Like that's, that's clearly a not effective, I think. I'm not sure exactly where to come down. Like if a new team signs up, like it's like starts a trial next week and they have 12 people, what should I do? Like I'm, I'm thinking about recording like a custom video for the team. It's like, Hey, I'm Ben. Welcome. Like give them that, like a little bit of FaceTime and let them see me and like, like literally see me and then have like a really hopefully good sort of onboarding sequence that they get. So they have, so they get the knowledge they need that I would, so I don't need to convey that. And some of the rapport comes in the video, hopefully. Yeah. I'm kind of debating the same thing, even though, I mean, I think I feel like you've have a lot more trials going on right now than I do, but still like just being a single operator, I'm feeling the definitely feeling the pain of the <laughs> splitting my time up and, and spending time doing the calls. I mean, there, I learn a bunch on them, but I feel like there are some people where I could have just maybe sent a link to get in. They go through the onboarding that's in the app and then it seems like most people I kind of walk through the stuff and they're just nodding along. They're like, yep, makes sense. Yep. Yep. I get it. So maybe it's just that like, I, you know, I've gotten the the demo down to the point where the way I'm explaining things for the most part seems to just make intuitive sense to people. And so if I can just sanity check my kind of onboarding in the app and make sure it, it's kind of following the same path that I've been doing in my calls. Like I wonder, I'm curious to experiment with doing some, like just send a link. Here's a link to get into level, try it out. And give me your thoughts, you know, async. Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to see how that fares. Like if people actually do end up using it as compared to when you onboard them. That's the thing I like, I want to do. I remember hearing that somebody, I think it was Atlassian or someone would like had like a, like a customer success team or a sales team or something and a fully automated version of that same process. And they like, they just like benchmark them against each other constantly. Like what's our, what's our conversion rate? from trial to paid for each of these and if the like the automated one falls behind the manual one they like treat that as a bug like okay what do we need to do to change the automated one to to fix it hmm. i Which really I like that cool. mm-hmm. yeah at a certain scale i feel like you could really get some maybe some statistically significant data around that you know it would take a it would take a, a good a pretty good amount of volume i think going through but yeah you know someday yeah someday really maybe we'll see and there's also just the question of like prioritization like, is doing 10 onboarding calls the best use of my time or your time? Dunno. That's why we, that's what we got to figure out. Mm-hmm. That's yep. where the big bucks lie is that choice, exactly. I think. Yeah. But even if it proved that like you were 15% more likely to get a trial out of if you onboard everyone, is that, is that the best? You don't, you don't know still. I'm trying to like just be comfortable in the, the lack of knowing where like everything feels up in the air right now where it's like pricing and, onboarding and next feature and all this stuff like everything is very uh, amorphous at the moment or like i have a lot of question marks and i just kind of keep writing in my, my journal just like don't worry about it like you'll figure it out like keep testing stuff see what works it doesn't matter that it's right right now like that's not that's not the goal it's like okay i need to figure out the ideal price immediately it's like no you, you don't actually just keep experimenting and learning stuff and trying to see what works mm-hmm that's the only way to really learn is by doing stuff you know and that's that's like prime example from my for my demos like the very first demo i gave was very different than the most recent one i gave like before i was i was inviting people into the product earlier in the demo and that would like i found that people started to get distracted because they were poking around on their own and not really paying attention to me and so i've just like refine 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 and i think that's you know that applies to a lot of things that we do so you just got to do one step at a time you know totally yep 
and and I keep being like surprised by results of testing things. So I want to just keep making sure I keep exploring kind of widely and discovering interesting things. So I've started a wait list for trials and like I've been I've gotten a couple people to prepay for the first month to get on the wait list, which is just awesome. Like I wouldn't know I could do that if I hadn't asked. But some people are just like, yeah, that's fine. It's like, we'll just get this taken care of ahead of time. So we know that, the, you know, payment works and it's not going to be a nightmare to get you to pay me. And, you know, anything I need to fill out, we'll fill out ahead of time kind of thing. So nice. Wow, that's really good. Are they going to get a trial too then? Or they, does their billing start as soon as they're in? Like they've Yeah, it starts right month. away. Wow. Very yeah. nice. So it's sort done. of a trial. It's more like, I guess it's just actually a prepay. It's a paid trial. It's a paid trial. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you don't like it, you don't have to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't explicitly stated refunds, but if someone like paid ahead of time and then hated it, clearly I'm going to give them their money back. So yeah. 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 But it's, it's cool. How's the product feeling? Is it feeling pretty stable and like pretty stable? Yes. Um, stability is going up. We keep fixing little bugs. I would say it's crashing way less than it used to, I think. Although I, I want to get some numbers on this from our like crash reporting logs and whatnot. And, like figure we've talked about adding that to our KPI dashboard because the tool we use has like a percentage of users that are crash free this week. And like that seems worth tracking. <laughs> We're about to deploy tomorrow morning two really nice features uh, one is kind of like fixing an, a ux annoyance that's like you have to enter your keychain password every time you update the app which happens a lot and the other is um we now support people choosing which display they want to share i think we kind of just forgot that was a thing or like didn't think about it or something and it's just like oh yeah a lot of people have a bunch of monitors like how do you pick which one like well <laughs> you sort of kind of can't exactly there's some weird workarounds that are annoying but like now we'll have like a proper like click on the monitor you want to share type thing it's really nice to have like these little things and like the team like the the list only showing your team just like these little things where it's like it feels like i can't believe we didn't have this yet in in a way but it's 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 just such a nice they're so satisfying to get out there yeah so product is coming along i still hate it (laughs) in a certain way not actually but you know like i just there's just still so much from like, God, we got to change a million things. Like I want everything mm-hmm. to be so much better. Mm-hmm. But that's, a, I think that's good. That's how it's supposed to be. No, I think so. I feel the same way a lot of times. Like, ugh, you do, because you're, you're, you're spending so much time staring at this thing and thinking about it and thinking about it and seeing, and you have the roadmap. So you, you know, all the things that are missing, which is a completely different perspective than being in the shoes of a customer who's like, yeah, looks pretty, seems pretty good. You know? Right. Is it better than what I have? Yeah, it's better. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm happy. Like, I'm like, yeah. no, 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 but you don't understand how good it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're not being obnoxious enough yep. or something. But I don't know. I think, you know, four or five years, I think it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a pretty good tool. Yeah. I was surprised, actually, like, because we sent out that superhuman product market fit survey. It only went to like 16 people because they were, they were the only ones that had been using it long enough. But we got 50% uh, very disappointed, which was very satisfying. Like, apparently over, over 40 is product market fit. So that's not nearly enough people to be significant, but it was like nice that it was <laughs> nice. It was nice that it was a positive result anyway, even though yeah. it's basically noise. It's a good early indicator at least. Yeah, that feels good. So I've taken a lot of the time, but there's one more thing I want to cover, uh, yeah, which no, is uh, I'm not doing habits for hackers. Oh, yes. Yes. How did that uh, yes. see? So you emailed and I how did. was the response to that? I want to pull up my, my stats here. I wrote all of the results into an email where I said I wasn't doing it because I figured people would be curious how it went. So uh, I will share that with the podcast audience as well. So if you remember, I dropped it down to 40 spots after talking to Adam. So the, at the end, the 40th highest bid was $99, which 
which is pretty reasonable, except that 99 times 40 is less than four grand. And I was like, eh, that's not enough to do the course right now. Um, the distribution was there were 69 bids. Uh, the average was 132. The highest was 800 and the lowest was a dollar. And the sum of all the bids was $9,111. My conclusion was kind of like, this is a little too cute for my own good. And like I said in the email, I think if I just said this was like 200 to 300 bucks, like this would have gone a lot better. And a lot of people were like, yep, definitely. Like I saw the bidding and was like, oh, I probably have no chance at this. I'm not even going to bother. But I would have bought it if you just said it was 200 bucks or something. Or people were like, I, I, I also like in my example where I talked about the bidding, like anchored it with some really high numbers. And I was thinking like, oh, this will help drag the price up a little bit. And it just turned some people off because it was so high where people were like, I saw those numbers and I figured, oh, like I will never win any of the spots. Therefore, I'm not even going to bid. I like shot myself in the foot by kind of going too high there in my example. Also, these are both things that Adam told me. He was like, here's why this is a bad idea, basically. And yeah, it turns out he was right. But yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. And like, again, like no one was mad. Everyone was like, I was just kind of like, so like, here's the situation. Here's all the numbers. Doesn't really make sense for me to do this. My fault, you know, it was interesting, but probably shouldn't have done this. Uh, but also at the same time, like Tuple is kind of going really well. And I don't really want to take my eye off that. So this is kind of fine with me. And basically everyone was like, totally get it. No problem except for one person. It's always, there always, always has to be one. one. There, there was one person one. who was like, next time set a price and stick to it. Like be a man or something. Oh, geez. I was, I was, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I almost like this one each time just to like give me this like story. But anyway, so yeah, I feel actually feel really great about it. Where I was like, it was an interesting experience. No one got hurt. No one's upset. Basically. Uh, I'm kind of glad it, it worked out this way because I, I don't want to focus on something else right now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm things move fast in the span of like a few weeks you're in a much different place now so it's kind of a blessing in disguise that you're not having, that you're not having to run this thing right now so exactly yeah. yeah as it was getting closer and closer i was like man i wish i hadn't said for sure i was doing this just because i, I kind of don't feel like it's the right time and oh well i think i i think i can make it i can make this work without it it would have lowered my stress levels a little bit runway wise but honestly the runway is creeping out because we are starting to have some revenue. And so it's like, okay, well, every little bit of that equals more months. So I'm, I'm starting to feel like we might just get there without doing anything weird. So, which is kind of amazing. It's really so. cool. So you won't be, you won't be Dutch auctioning off tuple anytime soon then? No, <laughs> no. I, don't, I think especially for like corporate purchasing, it's particularly too cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Pricing is, is, is so uh, like I really do just want there just to be like a right price and just like pick it and I like, never think about it again. But there's just like so much variability and ability and willingness to pay. I feel stupid not trying to suss that out and like pick a price that makes sense based on who I'm talking to. And so it's like, uh, this is, I'm doing like enterprise sales basically. Yeah. I haven't really dug deeply on kind of the academics behind pricing a whole lot. Like the price intelligently, uh, Patrick, you know, is just like, um, like there's a wealth of knowledge over there and that's he's built an entire business around this whole like figuring out this pricing problem for people or helping people figure it out so and there's a bunch of different ways you can approach it right with like pricing surveys and like trying to figure out where the where that optimal point is on the curve for your market and yeah i should maybe do some of that i probably should because there's so much like there's a lot of emotional parts to it right now where it's like 
it feels kind of painful to tell someone the price and then have them react negatively or like, like we can't do that like no way kind of thing you're like ah damn it i don't like that feeling but like you need that feeling sometimes for it to be the right price but like it's i have an aversion towards it a little bit so it's it's tricky like like am i just talking to the wrong people like like when I, when someone pushes back i'm like are you just is this just not valuable enough to you and i should hold stick to my guns and not take you on as a customer or should i drop the price a bit because you are a great customer but like you just can't quite afford this price point but then do i look weak if i just cave when you say it's too expensive and like what is the play here so mm-hmm. there's an equation where it's like are they a good fit otherwise as a customer and then what's their what's the optimal pricing for them? So you're like solving for one side of the equation. You're either saying like, you're a good fit, so I'm going to try to give you a price that you're satisfied with, or the other way around, I'm going to set the price and you're not a good fit if you're not cool with that price. Right. And it's, exactly. it's hard to go that direction because you start to doubt, like, am I just trying to charge too much or something? You know? Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a good argument, which is just like, we want the people as customers for whom this much is worth it because you want the solution badly enough because you'll use it enough it'll help us weed out the people that are kind of more casual and like don't don't pair that much or don't care about the things that we care about or like aren't unhappy with their tools so it's hard to know what to do but again i'm just being comfortable with that i just wrote it down where i was like you know don't you'll just keep keep trying stuff figure it out don't sweat it too much it's not an emergency i don't need to figure this out immediately by some date or something Mm -hmm. so yeah and you can always change prices, which is the kind of thing a lot of people think of. Oh, them and as I have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I know. I know you're one to experiment with pricing as it is. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. I have a range now where, like, I know roughly what how people respond, but like where we are within that range is like I'm varying a lot just to get data points, basically. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's cool. it for me. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's good. Anyways, I. I don't have much to report. I mean, it's been mostly my last week has been, you know, finishing up most of the calls. So I just have a few a few onboarding calls left from this first cohort. Yesterday, I spent some time kind of taking my notes from my notebook and putting them into a Trello board. So now I have like a card for each person who's in the pipeline at different stages because I'm doing all like manual follow up with people like a lot of the trials are kind of not set in stone on when their trial end date is it's like okay let's follow up in about two weeks and i'll touch base with you so you know i've been trying to come up with a kind of a loose way to organize that stuff which it, it felt good to kind of get it all down so i could see i mean i realized that there are quite a few people who didn't make it to the actually booking a demo slot on my calendar stage who had been sent the invite link and so I should probably be kind of like circling back with those folks and either nudging them to try to get book a slot on my calendar or possibly giving them the option of a self-serve trial too like i might i might end up doing that so i wonder if those people who aren't booking the time like if you really want them that much like if you have to push them pretty hard are you likely to get good feedback from them Mm, that's true that's a good point and that's why i've kind of been on the fence about like you know i want to i want to put some effort into this i know that people you know people's email inboxes get cluttered and things get lost or whatever so a little bit of follow-up is probably warranted but i don't want to have to try too hard <laughs> that it's just like i would bump it once with them probably yeah and if they don't respond just assume like they're not not yep. ideal for you yep totally yeah and actually the kind of the tricky thing is all these people are people who put down a prepayment so it's kind of like uh you paid some money what do you want to do about this you know it's, it's i wouldn't phrase more. it that way <laughs> well no no but that's what's going on in my head you know yeah yeah um yeah, but I just mean like I wouldn't be like, oh hey, like if you don't want this, should I refund you? I feel like they like they they purchased the option, yeah, and it's on them to to cash it in. Totally, totally. Oh, I did ship something this week. Finally, <laughs> I 
teased it last time, but the simple integration where you can post post a message to an endpoint and it'll post it into a channel or directly to a person in level, that is v1 of that is shipped. So like it's, you know, technically works from Zapier now. You could get anything talking to level, which is kind of feels good to get that out out there. And I hope that that'll be like a I hope it'll be a good answer to the people who their predominant use of integrations is kind of centralizing notifications that are relevant to a whole team, which in in my calls has been that's like the majority use case for integrations is like, yep, we want like anytime this anytime the master branch CI fails, we want all the developers to see it in the channel. So like, you know, mm-hmm. um, so have you announced it to, to people? I have it in my change log that so it appears in the app, but I'm also um, I have a few other small things that I'm going to ship and then I'm going to then I'm going to send out an email to everyone just like kind of rounding up the latest updates to to all the people who are trialing. Do, will you be able to tell if people are using it? Yeah, I can at least tell in the database like I don't have good like, you know, administrative reporting on that, but I can definitely like check in on yeah on usage and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and then, okay, one more thing I'll, I'll mention, too, which kind of was like just a, a high point for my week, even though it was a tiny thing. Seeing a tweet from somebody I had never talked to, he was just on a team with someone who's trialing level, just tweeted like, hey, I've been using using at Powered by Level, and it's so great. I'll just read his tweet because he's... Yeah, like, read it. <laughs> Celebrate. Uh, yeah. This is not a huge deal. It's just one person giving like an unsolicited praise to the product um, in public, but it just felt significant in my head. I was like, felt really good to see it. Um, He said, have been playing with Powered by Level for a few days in a side project. It's such a wonderful alternative to Slack slash constant interruptions. It's not even funny. Excited to see how it progresses. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. So, well, you have, you have someone who loves you. Yeah. It's not like this person was necessarily like a fan of the podcast and just kind of a fan of my journey in general. And so he's just like, you know, being nice to me. It's like, it's someone I've, I've not conversed with or met. He's just like on a team that someone's using level with. So that's awesome. That's a really good sign. Yeah. Like if you can make a stranger love you, you could probably make 10 of them love you. (laughs) Exactly. You can get 10, you can get a hundred. Yep. And then IPO later, eventually. (laughs) Yada, 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 IPO. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The rest is easy. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's great. I'm glad you uh, brought that up. We should do celebrations. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good thing to do. Like have a little gratitude moment mm-hmm. segment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to think of some stuff for next time. Cool. I'm full of gratitude lately, to be honest. Yeah. Life is pretty, it's kind of awesome these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, I think that's it for me. Sounds like you're done yeah. too. I'm good. Yeah. You want, I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go take a nap. Yeah. I w- I'm going to drink a coffee and okay. um, try not to freeze to death. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wear at least one more hoodie. <laughs> yeah. The layering is just ridiculous uh, when I go outside now. It's, Underneath it's, Derek's hoodie, he has another hoodie. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Russian doll thing, you know. Exactly. Hoodies, hoodies on hoodies all the way down. That's right. Startup life. Yeah. All right, my friend. Good to talk to you. You too, man. Oh, show, show notes. notes. Show notes can be found at artofproductpodcast.com. See ya. See ya. <laughs>